It's Tuesday, October 5th, and there is too much to talk about. What if Titans on HBO and a brand new movie, Venom, Let There Be Carnage? I'm Logan. That's The Giggler. This is Mostly Superheroes. Welcome to Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. I'm your host, Logan, back again here in the studio, St. Louis, Missouri, in the basement with a co-host. You know him. He's scared of the Joker, and because of that, we call him the Giggler. What's up? (laughs) Hey, dude. That that was the best intro you've done to date, I think. uh, They're getting getting better. Yeah, I appreciate that. How's Andy? He's great, man. It's Work's, work's slowing down a little bit, allowing me to uh, have some more social life. So that's that, that's the most important thing in life right there. Yeah, getting together with the friends, having a brewski, which cheers. Yes. Cheers yeah. to you. Another Tuesday night for us. Here we are. Uh, if you know, we're no, sometimes, usually, we're three. Right now, we're two. All that meant today was more Sloppy Joes for us. And we do dinner before. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple things. So one, your PC Mike, we miss you. We love you. And if you don't know, because uh, you're you're not on Patreon, if you're on Patreon, you already know this because you get behind the scenes scoops. But essentially, Mike's taking a little break because of life. Everything's fine. He's doing okay. We've we've talked a lot about it in the group chat. He's gonna step away and he'll be back, just like we do over and over and over, round and round we go. Andy, do you need a break yet? Nope. I'm fine. You're here. You should, you're here for it. I was watching all these shows anyways without a podcast, so this is just a nice, fun way to talk about all of them with people that I love. Absolutely. And Mike did miss out. We do dinner before the show now. Did you enjoy your sloppy joes? I did. I did. And the, the Arby's fries on top, that was a good touch. Oh, man. So, yeah, we got frozen Arby's fries, made them in the oven. Those were good. Curly fries. Yes. Um, And uh, I really like doing the dinner and the drinks. It's like we come in the studio just feeling... Like fresh, I feel like we finally get this that like after work decompress time. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Like I swear, for me, some days it takes an hour or two hours before I can finally like relax. I'm feeling relaxed here in the studio with you. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. We have so much to talk about. We have fans to highlight. With that, let's just get right into the first section of the day because it is a cram packed episode. Let's hit, with, hit it with the fan mail. Fan mail. We always feature fans first on this show, and we would love to feature your voice. You can do that if you give us a call at 754-CALL-LOG. That's 754-225-5564. Save it, as your phone. Save it in your phone as mostly superheroes. Got a couple shout-outs today. First one is from Facebook, our boy Scotty. At basically this point, our correspondent Scotty. This guy is bringing us all the news we need. If you're wondering what's going out there in the fiction, superhero, fantasy Cinema World, our boy Scott knows, and he keeps us up to speed in the Mostly Superheroes Facebook group. It's called the Mostly Superhero Squad. And this one is all about the MCU. You might have heard about this coming in 2023. A very exciting title from James Gunn himself. Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. 
Super excited about this. This looks really fun. I love, I've said this on the show before, really pumped that the MCU is bringing back holiday specials. I always thought those are cool ways to engage with your audience. They can be a little cheesy, so I'm hoping that James Gunn and Marvel Studios, Disney, can make this thing really fun, and it looks like they're already trying to. Scotty shares with us, it's a long way off, but who could it be? There's a quote reads from the article here from, uh, this is actually from a tweet from James Gunn. In my incredibly subjective and admittedly often odd opinion, we'll be introducing one of the greatest MCU characters of all time. Who that? Who's that? I don't know. Andy, who is it? Uh, I, I feel like there's some big characters that we're waiting on in the Guardians realm, uh-huh. like uh-huh. Adam Warlock and um, who else? Who am I missing? That's a good one, Nova. though. Like Nova. Nova is another one. That like, side, like the galaxy side, there's like a... An infinite amount. All yeah, right. that's just things that people have been speculating to be in those movies for a while, but I don't think they're going <laughs> to show that in a Christmas special. So, But you never know. And Holiday special, sorry. Yeah. Got to be, hol- P- be PC. It's PC. Thank that's you. right. It's got to be. Yeah, they, they're going very PC with it. It's the holiday special, <laughs> even though it's very red and green. I love it. <laughs> um, and you know probably Star-Lord's going to be Chris Pratt. He'll be probably talking about like Missouri Christmases or something like that. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Um, you know, you're right, though. I think you're on the right path of like picking out a character that, you know, like take Adam Warlock, for example, he's already been mentioned in the MCU. That's the biggest controversial thing in this quote, I thought, was introducing one of the greatest MCU characters. And I'm like, well, an MCU character, you know, if you haven't introduced him yet, how would we know it's a big one? You know? True. Because they're not big yet. But if they're a big Marvel character, which he might be getting at. But Adam Warlock was introduced, like, softly in the end credits scene of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I believe. So it's like, what, maybe they bring him in? Who knows? I think he meant Marvel characters, not MCU. Yeah, because it wouldn't be. make sense. Yeah, you, exactly. you can't introduce one of the biggest unless he's just predicted. Unless he just knows that, like, it's kind of like Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. You could have said, like, well, this will be one of the biggest yeah. ones. And if that was true, why would he? Why would he spoil that uh, six months before Christmas or three months before Christmas, whenever? Whenever this is happening in twenty, or this is next year, and even. this is next okay. year. So, so. this is way down the road. This is like just getting you really teased out. I wish there was one this year, but that's okay. We're gonna have Hawkeye. We'll have the MCU. Uh, Series Hawkeye, which is going to be all around Christmas. You'll get your Christmas fill and MCU fill there. And before we move on from fan mail, thank you, Scott, as always. Andy, do you have that tweet handy? We had someone on the Twitter. Yes. Give us, they retweeted us. They shouted us out. What'd they say? And this who was it? This is one of my favorite fan mails ever that we've that we've received. Um, this is from a Twitter. Spooky Harleen Quinzel, at I am Harleen Quinn. Says, everyone, please go follow and sub to at Mostly Superhero on Twitter and YouTube. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Wow. Please go, exclamation point. They are great, exclamation point. Wow. I agree with everything that I am Harleen Quinn said there. I really appreciate that. You're right. She shouted us out a while back, several, several months ago, and called us wholesome, right? To date, that that was one of my favorite. That was that really got you jazzed seen. up. You love yep. that compliment. Yes. And now she's back again. Here she is. Now she's retweeting our stuff. She's wanting her people to see our stuff. I'm just. I mean, I'm over the moon. I'm so happy. Thank Th- you. Thank you. I am Harleen. I believe that's her on Twitter. We appreciate that. And we always feature folks that feature us. We always appreciate it. And fans come first on mostly superheroes. Andy, we got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about what we're watching. What you watching? What you watching? This will tell you what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're doing lately. If we go to concerts, sporting events, we're bringing it into the fold. If it's our, if our bodies are experiencing it, you might experience it on the show. That's why it's mostly superheroes. 
And we have a couple titles that aren't really superheroes focused. And we've been giving, we've been really living up to the superheroes part of our name recently. Like last week we skipped what you watch and so we could get in three titles. We were like, we can't do that again. We got to bring everyone a little variety, even if it makes the heavy, the episode a little heavier. However, we're going to make a tweak to where the reviews hopefully here go a little bit quicker. And I'm, I have a, I have this down, Andy. We have basically four questions that we're going to answer about these titles that we're going to talk about as quickly as we can. Ready to go? Okay. All right. You're up first. Tell us about this one. Go uh, ahead. The Guilty is on Netflix starring... Is it a show or a movie? It is a movie about an hour and a half long starring uh-huh. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It is basically the movie Phone Booth, but instead of being in a phone booth, it's a guy that answers 911 calls. Okay. Um, he's a dispatch. He's I on would, dispatch. Yeah, he's on a dispatch. So that's the best way to describe it. I did okay. not like it that much. Okay. I would maybe go like a 2.3. Where to watch it? It's Netflix? On Netflix. And would you recommend anyone watch it? It was in this? the top 10. 2.3? I, I was really wanting like that thriller <laughs> vibe, like what we've been talking about. And it, this this wasn't what I was looking for. And it, it just didn't. Was it him, just on, was it him I, on the phone too I, much without I giving even, spoilers? I mean, that's basically all it was. Like there's. <laughs> Because you said he's a dispatcher, I'm like, yeah. is he just answering? He's solving a, a crime, and it it, it goes, it, it goes wild. He's he's an ex cop, so he kind of has like he's trying to go both ways of like answering the calls, but like not getting involved. Okay, he's like the watcher kind of. I love it. Jake Gyllenhaal, The Guilty, Netflix, two point three from Andy. Decide for yourself. All right, next. How about this one? This is more like a three point three. Okay. Um, wow, rating before we even get the on, title. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so I just started. What did you say? Three point what? Three point three. Okay, okay. Woodstock what is it? ninety nine on HBO Max. It's a music box. Uh, it, I think is like what the company that puts it on, but it's basically a documentary about uh the failed Woodstock ninety nine that ended in like just pure hell. There was fires everywhere. Like I didn't ever realize how many people were at this thing. There's like like three hundred thousand people. Wow, is insane. And like this documentary. It, did you watch it? Like. Were you aware of this or like watching MTV in this time period? Yeah, I didn't even I, say on the other one either. I didn't see that Jake Gyllenhaal movie, okay. and I have not seen this either. Woodstock '99, no. Okay, like obviously everyone knows this is a huge failure and ended in mass chaos, but this was a pretty great behind the scenes look at it all. Documentary, I, so it's like what, a couple hours? Yeah, about two, about two hours. Where to watch it? HBO Max. And uh, I, you gave it a three point three, so you're telling people to go check this out for sure. If you are aware of Woodstock or even just like appreciate like mtv like 90s time time frame that's that's all you need to see it was it was really pretty like nostalgia throw up for about two hours so basically if you watch woodstock 99 on hbo max and then you watch uh the orange years on hulu <laughs> yes. you'll be very thrilled with nostalgia you'll similar just get blasted vibes. in the face with nickelodeon 90s music all of it similar vibes for like different time periods of my life so yeah I, all right I, cool I really like both of them Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage, HBO Original, HBO Max, 3.3 from The Giggler. Decide for yourself. Let us know if you're watching it. For me, here we go. Recently, a legend passed away. We lost Norm MacDonald a couple weeks ago. Uh, personal note, this guy was an absolute role model for me. I loved him on Weekend Update growing up. He absolutely was my favorite part of the Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> like, anytime you got Norm MacDonald involved, I was like, this guy should be the star. And me and Carrie got to talking about this the other night. And we were like, what should we watch with Norm MacDonald in it? I'd never heard of this one. It's a movie called Dirty Work. The tagline reads here, it's sick, it's dirty, it's their job. The premise is Norm MacDonald and his friend, who have always done, like, mischievous pranks on people, make a business out of it. And they, like, they take good people that work for, like, bad, shitty people, and they, like, will get, pay- they get paid to prank them publicly. 
and it's called Dirty Work. That's the synopsis. <laughs> I think if you're on Hulu Premium, you'll get access to this. I believe we had to rent it for like two ninety nine. So you rent it from wherever you rent it. Um, it is starring Norm Macdonald, and uh, I do have a rating here. It's a two point five. It's really not that great of a film overall. Like it's like one of those classic bad <laughs> movies. Like the acting is just okay. Norm Macdonald is by far the best part of the movie. Like he, I could watch him the whole time. But the writing's a little sloppy. Where's it going? It's a little bit all over the place. And it's 1998. Okay. So this is like you're in the late 90s. Great soundtrack. I mean, great soundtrack. You're gonna hear a lot of bangers from the time. Nostalgia overload too. But a 2.5. Dirty work. Norm Macdonald. R.I.P. Dude. And exactly. decide for yourself if you want to see this one. Did you like Norm? Of course. This dude. Rip. Rip, man. Uh, one more for me before we move into some superhero stuff. This one's an Amazon exclusive, Amazon Prime video. It's called Nine Perfect Strangers. Got to give a shout out to our boy Chris and Casey. Uh, our, I say our boy, our, our friends, Chris and Casey. They were the ones that recommended this one when we went and saw the movie the other night that we're going to mm. talk about. Carnage. And this one uh, got right on our list. They were said it was a must-watch. I think I agree. This is one that you're going to have a lot of fun with. It's a series on Amazon. I think it's uh, eight episodes, I think. Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, um, and a whole bunch of other uh, names in this one. Premises, these nine perfect strangers, per the title, go to a wellness center to get, like, feeling right. It's like a 10-day experience. They promise that you're going to come out on the other side. It, it entails a... Uh, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of uh, mushrooms are kind of coming into play. Psychedelics are coming into play. Um, it's a story about, like, what are the intentions of a place? How much trust do you give to a, a place uh, that you don't really know that much about? And the acting's there. I think the story was so-so. I saw it beginning to end. I'd probably give it a 2.8 at the end of the day. Like, it was good, but... I don't know if I'd call it a must-watch. I think I was told it was maybe a must-watch. I'm putting it at a, I'll, you know, I'll bump it up to a 2.9 because um, there were some really good episodes. It's almost like uh, there's really good episodes where you're like, oh, this is good. Then you watch another episode and you're like, well, this is just yeah. kind of boring. 2.9, you didn't leave much room for improvement. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> I just had to make a mushroom joke. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. I <laughs> I was thrown off by that. I didn't know that was whatever this was about. So. Yeah, and that's I, I throw that in there so that, like, it's, like, a big part of the show. And I wish, like, maybe I would have known. Because I was like, what is this show? It was, you know, is it going to be, like, a murder show? Is it more, like, I think you have to get in, watch the preview. It's based on the book by Leanne Moriarty. So if you know the book, Nine Perfect Strangers, is based on Amazon Prime Video, Nine Perfect Strangers. Got a 2.9 from me. Let us know if you're watching it. We'd love to hear from you. All right. You ready for some superhero stuff? Finally. Right, let's do it. That's why we were talking so fast on those. Oh my god, yeah, I know. It's like I was running, running, running. I'm, I'm sweating here, actually. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, it's time. Got a few things to talk about. We want to break it down before you get us caught up. Right now, first of all, DC Universe. HBO Max picked up Titans from DC Universe. Now that we're on season three, episode ten, it's called Troubled Water. Double digits. Double digits. We got what three to go? Thirteen, yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, after this one and the synopsis reads, first of all, this one's 43 minutes long. Things go bad to worse as the Titans are falsely blamed for poisoning the city, forcing them into a perilous position as they work to regain, regain Gotham's trust. All right. Where we leave off uh, in the last episode called souls, uh, Donna's back. Tim Drake's back. Hank's not back. He is not where we leave off in episode eight called home. 
the city of Gotham is poisoned, just like this thing just read. Uh, Starfire accidentally blew up a thing where Crane had set up the poison. Everybody's poisoned. The whole city. Everyone's drinking it. Everyone's drinking it. And we find out, let's just get right into it. Spoiler alert for the episode. Um, Andy, let's do a gut check with you. How'd this episode go for you? How's the series feeling after this one ended? Uh, much better. I, li- I like this one. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes now. You This this did it. Yeah. This just cranked it up I'm, to an I'm, 11 for you. I'm back. You're that, back. The, the ending scene was, was pretty... Baller. Oh, well, I'm going to need your help on this one. I watched it today, and I watched it a little bit last night, too. So, like, I, I split up a 40-minute episode. Okay. But I think we've got the gist. Let's just get into the story right now. I enjoy, I'm enjoying it, too. This one got me back, and I'm ready for these last three episodes. I think it's kind of like what we talked about, right? The first three were bangers. The middle got a little messy. Now we're back on, like, there's a, there's a villain. Gotham's in peril. Let's talk about it. Okay, so first up, let's just run down the characters. I feel like it's the easiest way to do this. You got Donna, Choi. She's from the Amazon. She's from the Masira, where Wonder Woman's from. She came back to life. She's making her way to Gotham before she gets there. Older Wonder Woman lady from the Masira shows up out of nowhere. Donna's got another trial. What's the trial? Fight this lady. She was like, we got to make sure you're a real person and not a... Yeah, was that the test? I guess. I don't know. She's like, all right, we'll test. She goes, all right, we're going to bring you back to the Masira, and we're testing your soul to see if you're dangerous because we know about this coming back to life business. You know, you could be a bad guy now. What's she say? She goes, no, I got to go to Gotham, help the Titans. And she goes, all right, well, we'll test you here. What does that mean? Sword fight against your grandma. (laughs) Grandma. I mean, it was really her. It was like this older lady. Yeah, yeah. And we find out some stuff. Donna Choi's like, you always hated me because I'm half human. So I guess she's half human. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think there's they're just building her up, I feel like, a little bit. Oh, they're building her up. They're building the so, blocks. So, yeah. <laughs> and whenever we're like, wait a minute, is she cool enough? We'll be like, yeah, we'll remember when she got back from death, and then she had that trial against her grandma. I don't know, dude. It's kind of lame. But we'll see. I think I like her, though. I like this Donna Choi. This actress, I wish I had her name in front of me. She is. You're right. She's, I agree. She's nailing it. She is. Um, anyway, she does that. She beats her, and then she's like, I want to get into Gotham. How, and then she faces off against two army guards toward the ends of the episode and basically like muscles her way in right anything else with donna Choi? no i don't think so okay so then the titans the titans are in bad news bears mentality everything's going bad the city's falling apart and now jonathan crane releases a video to the whole public that says the titans did this the titans poisoned you and everyone like most a lot of people like fall for it like yeah Let's Immediately. Talk, let's talk numbers, too. How much of the city is poisoned? They break it down for you at the Gotham PD. They was tell, it like up to half already? It was like Eight hours half. later? It was a half. He's yeah. like, all right, basically half, which is like six million people. And the guy's like, one. Well, well, even if it's 1%, it's this many people. I'm like, well, it's a lot easier to figure out what half is than 1%, <laughs> you idiot. He goes, even if it's 1%, we're in big trouble. I'm like, it's 50. <laughs> it's 50%. Water. And, like, what, and what are they drinking? It's just like basically a hallucinogen... That makes you go crazy and, like, violent. It, I mean, that's all there is to it. Um, and the Titans, okay, so Crane releases this message. It takes over every device in the city, every single device, and everyone's like, bring me Nightwing. You know, you got a t- Nightwing's the one that did this. And the Titans try to fight off the crowd and keep the peace for a while. That doesn't work too well, like, they just end up like hurting some people, and we're like, you know what? You just got to leave at this point. You shouldn't be standing in the middle of the crowd. What, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? When Starfire, Beast Boy, 
Superboy. Yeah. They're all like under the bridge, and they're like, "Don't worry, Dick. We'll keep the peace out here." I was like, "Guys, no, half get, of the city is burning. Just get, get the out. f out. Get yeah. the f out. You need to pull a Batman and leave." <laughs> Which I think, I think he's he's coming back. You think so? I think that like, well, we'll get there. Let's wait till the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where I get a little confused. So there's a plan that Barbara Gordon and Dick come up with, and. It's basically like pretend to to like throw to turn yourself in. Yeah. And he bring him and the Titans decide together. Like, okay, we'll do this plan. What's the plan? Show up to Gotham PD and do what? Like they're standing there, right? Like they're going to turn themselves in. But then the police like start Just try to fight, fight them, them instead. And then they start fighting them for real and a lot of shit goes down. Blackfire gets shot. Beast Boy gets tranked as a oh, tiger man. and leaves. Superboy's just going, showing his his dark side. That, that well, was, was it? He did pretty good. I mean, though. yeah, he didn't yeah, work yeah. anybody. Yeah, I thought he killed. No, he may have like really messed up a couple guys because he like yeah. threw him across. But he yeah. had the heat ray vision going. He blew up some grenades. He didn't. I was hope I was waiting for him to homeland or somebody. Yes, that's what I was thinking was gonna happen too. But hey, how about eventually? Shout out to the boys for getting like an X ray vision reference when I could have said Superman. <laughs> <laughs> like this is DC and I'm like Homelander. But like Homelander's the one that would do that. But um anyway, so yeah, he's showing off his skills. Blackfire again gets shot. Her and Starfire go to a church. Tries to heal her. This is the weirdest scene. Did you yeah. what did it catch you catch you off guard? Yeah, I didn't see it coming, but like So she's got the gun wound, right? And Starfire's like, I'll heal you. And she's, like, trying to heal her. And then what happens? Blackfire, like, holds on and sucks all of her powers out? So now Starfire doesn't have powers? I guess. That's what's, I mean, I don't know. It, is that her, was that her sister's intention the whole time to do? Or well, that's what Starfire says, like, right? Is this what you wanted to do? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that could just be adding another potential villain, kind of. And and they're all split up. And it's, yeah, maybe another, like, villain. But like, what, Blackfire, you think? Yeah, maybe. Could be. That could be a whole episode, how she's getting her powers back, but that's not that's not what I want to see right now. Not episode 11. No. Yeah, please, no. <laughs> um, Beast Boy, he's off on his own. Guess who shows up there? Raven. She's oh, back. Yep, yep. She's basically like, I'm here. That's pretty much it. Um, Dick and Superboy end up, uh, I know I'm skipping a lot of middle parts, but we'll come back to some of these because I want to talk about the, the details, but just getting through the, the bulk of the story. Nightwing, Superboy, they're off on their own. And Superboy's like, let me go home. Like, let's just go to back to the Gotham, to Bruce Wayne's house. And he's like, we can't. And turns out, he's right. And Red Hood and Jonathan Crane just take over Wayne Manor. And they're just there hanging out. He's drinking his stuff. And Red Hood, he gets he gets Jason Todd to cut up the pa- painting of the Wayne family. He got mad. He got real mad. Then he called it Crane Manor. That was my favorite part. Yeah, welcome like to Crane. Like the mic drop moment at the end. I was like, you bastard, that's genius. Welcome to Crane Manor. <laughs> uh, so they're there just doing their own thing. Um, and then the middle part was we had a few things happen. So like the police department stopping, like they're not trusting Barbara Gordon that much. Like there's a, a discussion with Barbara and that oh. police chief, remember? Yep. And he's like, listen, my guys are really losing faith. And Barbara's like, just hang in with me. But then what happens? Red Hood delivers a bag full of cash to that cop with a couple of cops at a nightclub. What was that about? Paying them off to go get the Titans? Kill, yeah, kill the Titans, probably. Like, that's what it I is, I think that's right? why Barbara, I think Barbara knew, knows that, potentially, and that's why she sh- shot him. She basically, yeah, 
Because the cop. Basically protecting Dick, I think. Yes, the cop had a clean shot on Nightwing later in the PD, and she shoots him. That was a stressful scene. It was, but I felt like she could have done better at holding a gun. I felt like she was kind of like, I mean, you'd have to watch the video, podcast listeners, but she's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, like, stick that gun out. Like, yeah. I don't know. But either way, that's just a nitpick. Um, but that, that was a cool scene. The fight scene was good. A lot of good action. The powers look cool. Um, who are we missing? We missing anybody? That's pretty much everybody. I feel like the middle of the episode was a lot of, like, deciding how to handle everything. You know, do we get out in the crowd and try to keep everybody down and calm? That didn't work. Okay, let's try to turn ourselves in so that it's like more of a PR stunt, right? Like, that's kind of the plan, right? The Titans are turning themselves in. Maybe everybody will calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, none of it happens. And Gotham is, like, burning now. What's your prediction? Prediction time now. Did I miss something at the end? Was there, like, there was another big ending, right? Like, it's just, like, the street. They're on the street. What happened at the very end? The closing was Crane Manor. That's it. Just Crane Manor. Yeah. Did we miss anything before we no. get into predictions? No. Any other big plot points that you can remember from today seeing this thing? No. All right, cool. That's Titans. It, yeah. Awesome. Titans season three, episode 10. Troubled water. Troubled water indeed. Gotham's coming down. This is what I was getting at. My prediction is that like the Titans have just not done a great job and failed. <laughs> you have failed this city. And they like Batman's coming back. He's okay. coming back in some way. He might not come back as full on Cape Crusader, but I feel like Bruce, maybe maybe just Bruce, maybe just Bruce because it's the show. You know, I mean, what if the Justice League shows up? Oh, but like I don't know, man. I just it's Titans. Yeah, it's a slow build. There, I don't think it's going to be mm. anything big like that. We'll see. Don't get don't get too excited. I can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about later because I, I got too excited and it, it <laughs> yeah, happened. You're right. I, I need to stop being the voice of reason because no, sometimes I'm wrong. No, we got to ride. We gotta, what do I say on the show? You got to toe that line. All yeah. right. All right. So turn to you, brother. What do you think? What's happening in number 11? Uh, do we know that? Or, or, the, rest, or the rest of this uh, yeah, show. Just, you know, because we're in the final three now. I just think that they're still, they're still going to explore, I think, the turning Red Hood like to the light light side mm-hmm. type type situation. I think that that's, that's not done yet, even though he didn't hesitate or he, I mean, he, he did kind of hesitate to cut up that painting. You just, um, you just reminded me. She, there was one more part. He talked to his friend on the phone. Oh yeah. Good call. Molly. Yes. So this is well, See, and, I, and that's the part the scene that made me think this. Cause yeah, she, he basically, it's like, he seemed way more human in this conversation talking to her. Yeah. He's like Hawaii. Then yeah. So cause she's like, we can go anywhere. And she starts listening off places, and he goes, Hawaii? And I was like, yeah. dude, go. Go to Hawaii. I'll say that he's probably going to screw over Crane to end it in some manner, and, and they're going to leave it open-ended if he's coming back to the Titans or not. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of saves the day, but he's like, it's one of those where he's off in the sunset. You don't know where he went, and the Titans are still mad at him, but, like, he did save the day. Yeah. That's a good prediction. I could see that ending that way, but it would be anticlimactic a little bit. I agree. And they've also kind of let off the gas on the Barbara Dick stuff, I guess, except for her saving him. But I'm like, what's Barbara Gordon's story? She just a weird, is she just like a not so great? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, Chief of police. I'm looking up the next episode title. Commissioner, that, I guess. That might help us. Yeah, see what that episode title is. Um, 
Yeah, man, I don't know. It's hard to tell. This show's been hard to predict. I think it's going to be one of those, again, that, like, Mike says it all the time, right? You go back and binge this, it'll probably flow a lot better. Um, like, a lot of these endings feel kind of abrupt, but it's almost because they're really big endings. I mean, there's big stuff going down at the end of this stuff. Listen to this one. The Tell call. it. All right, so this is episode 11. Episode 11, airing October 7th. The call is coming from inside the house. Oh, my God. You know what that's a reference to? A horror movie of some kind? Oh, my gosh. That's... Look, hey, just Google that phrase. It is literally from a Bud Light commercial from the 90s or maybe even the late 80s, but like I think in the 90s. And it's this, I think it's Bud Light, if I'm not mistaken. And it's this, it's, it's a, it's an animal, I think, like a mascot. Did you find it? And he like makes the call and it's like, the call is coming from inside the house. I think it's from that's spoofing uh, real movies though. That what it's from. I, I guess it's from yeah. when, a, when a stranger calls, nineteen seventy nine. Okay, well, there's definitely a commercial out there. I know what you're you talking about. You diehard pop culture fans out there know what I'm talking about. The calls coming from inside the house, like it's a very infamous commercial, like from that de- that that realm of time. But I think you're probably maybe more on the right track. Like this is <laughs> referencing like just horror movies in general. So is this gonna be? This is gonna be like the Titans taking back Wayne Manor. I hope you're right. Because Crane's there, right? So the call's coming from inside the house. What house? Bruce Wayne's house. Okay. We'll see. Anything else? Big predictions? We got three episodes to go. These are going to be like the final final act. Bruce is going to be calling them from in the house. That'd be cool. Done. Done. There's your... He's in the back cave. Boom. There it is. It's over. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I think this one, number 10, got me back on track. Uh, Got a little muddled for a while, but I'm pretty... I'm actually pretty excited for this ending. Um... Yeah, this Donna Choi, man, she's good. This actress, she just looks the part. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking at her screen right now on Facebook, I mean, she's just she's 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 a badass. Well, but what I meant by like building her up was like her the uh, Wonder Woman grandma lady was telling her to like to be she's meant to be a leader or whatever. Yeah. So you're right. I was like that that means something. Yep. I think. Yes, I think you're right. Maybe Dick's gonna die now. Maybe so, or maybe they'll be together. <laughs> it's the only one he hasn't. So. <laughs> and they didn't they, did they ever have like a thing kind of they were close in the first season they like did a lot of flashbacks to when they were young titans oh. Oh, yeah, you it, might be right yeah too bad we're never gonna go back and watch season one and two of this show nope uh all right season three though looking pretty good hbo max's titans can't wait for uh episode 11 a few more to go we'll keep it talking about it and of course as always you can find this review along with anything else in the dc universe at mostly superheroes.com forward slash dcu ratings connections explanation videos All of it broke out, organized for you, uh, and we'll keep filling it up. Moving on. Changing up the universe. Before we get to the break, we have a big title to talk about today, folks, for the meet. Can't wait to break it open. Before we get there, talking about the MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe. This show is called What If? It's on Disney+. Plus. It's an animated series, the first animated series within the MCU, and we're on Season 1, Episode 8, what if Ultron won? 31 minutes from Disney Plus. Natasha Romanoff and Clint Barkin. Clint Parton. Clint Barkin. I think is what I said. <laughs> to seek to destroy killer robot Ultron following a cataclysmic event. Holy cow. I'm just going to give it up right now for the episode before the season finale. I second those claps. Andy, was this the best one yet? I think so. I mean, hands down, right? Especially rewatching it right before this, I was like, all right, 
this i'm gonna I, I wanted to watch it again kind of yes the end of the episode number eight what happened thor uh partied on earth cleaned it up happy ending except ultron shows up at the end with the body the vision that he created he gets the body if you're familiar with the storyline of the mcu you always got to do this with this show what's happening the watcher in this show is telling you about different realities different from what you've seen in the mcu so far in the original mcu timeline the what they call it in loki the oh my god why we'll think of it it was the ult is not the ultimate timeline but the like the best timeline. Uh, what what are what are synonyms for best uh, <laughs> top? We'll, we'll come back to Premier, that. Premier, Prime. Uh, that's DC, like Earth Prime. Um, the sa- the sacred. <laughs> that's it. The sacred Thank timeline. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So that's what the MCU kind of is, right? The first movies, the Infinity Saga. This is the ultimate timeline. What happened? Ultron, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Remember that movie? Maybe the best Avengers flick. I don't know. It's close. It's close. <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame, though, it's like hard to like when well, you start battling against those. But man, this movie is almost perfect. Maybe perfect. Um, Ultron, his dream is this, right? Tony Stark creates him. He's a sentient being. He's gonna create a body. Um, in the movie, the Avengers steal the body. They create the Vision. And in this one, they don't do that. Basically, he gets his body. In this episode, is at an eleven from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Like you've got to go bing, bang, boom. And I think we should just get right right into the story. Let's yes, just do please. it. Uh, okay, so Ultron gets this body and immediately uh, takes it up a notch. So in Avengers Age of Ultron, they beat him pretty quickly. Sokovia, you know, gets damaged in the process. But in this one, he gets that Mind Stone, he gets the body, and he immediately gets access to the n- nuclear codes. And he bombs all of Earth. And there's, like, Tony Stark's there. The Avengers are down. Like, Cap's down. Thor's down. And messed up. Tony's like, I created you to, to save everybody. You know, it's very much like, you were supposed to save, destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much like that speech. Oh, yes. And he's like, don't do this. But he does. And Clint and Natasha, they're like up in a plane somewhere. And they're like, we're too late. And the, the earth explodes. Earth's gone. Rip. See you later. And, you're, and this is the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and as Ultron's standing there, he's like, oh, okay, cool. I did it. Who shows up? Thanos. I think if you watch these side by side, I'm sure a lot of fans have done this online, from Infinity War entrance to this entrance, they yep. were like play by play the same oh, walk, yeah. don't you think? It's It had to be. It was like the same, same exact. Same sound, same everything. Same everything, except what what's different. Uh, in this one, basically just calling Vision like a, like a bitch. Yeah. I, <laughs> like basically like, hey, you know how you could have killed this guy? Mind stone beam him right down his body, cuts him in half, kills him. He's dead. Thanos is dead. Immediately. Immediately. And boom, Infinity Gauntlet falls to the ground. Ultron walks over, hit, grabs the stones, gets them all, puts them in his body, creates a mega suit around his uh, vision body, and immediately realizes there are worlds outside my own, makes his own Ultron army out of nowhere because of the reality stone, just makes them appear, and they go off everywhere. They destroy Asgard. They destroy uh, uh, Ego. They uh, destroy Sakaar, Sakaar yeah, yeah. Um, the Sovereign, the uh, the Nova Prime, wherever they you know where they live, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ego, man. ego, yep, ego, yep. I mean, he kill, he's just killing one after the other, one after the other. You see the Guardians die. You see, you see all these characters you've watched over the years just explode. He's just going one by one, one by one, until someone shows up. We know her. It's Captain Marvel. 
the baddest of the bad, right? Earth's mightiest protector who never is around. And literally shows up on one of the planets, drills him down to the middle of the core. And she's like, you can't win. You can't win. Got him all the way down. He looks at her. He goes, I've already won. And he just, like, opens his eyes and explodes, I don't know, 50 planets at once. <laughs> right? Yeah. Captain Marvel's dead. How? Everyone's dead. <laughs> There's, like, no one in the universe. He's sitting there. He's like, all right. It's pretty quiet. How, Except, do, you, how do you beat this? Yeah. Like, at, what do you do next? Or what do you mean? We'll like, get there later. But. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the Watcher's talking, right? And this is where we've been saying this, right? The Watcher's getting more and more involved. Okay, guys, he's part of the story. Ultron hears the Watcher and starts immediately going to find him. He like He's like, I'm going to try to find him in this, where, this guy that's looking at me. And he's hunting. He's looking and he's looking. All the while, we get back to the Avengers that we saw actually how the episode opens. I didn't even talk about how it actually opens. It opens in a future dystopian world where the only people really left are Natasha and Clint. And they're on motorcycles. They're fighting Ultron droids. So, like, from the beginning, you're like, okay, I know Ultron's around, but we could have never imagined the scale of which he did this and destroyed. Did you have any idea it was going to, like, get, like, this crazy like this? No, not at all. I thought it was going to be more like the Avengers fighting him. Remember, like, the first episode when we were like, hey, is this show going to be that good? (laughs) <laughs> well, after the first episode, right? right. But I, I'm going to give us a pat on the back that, like, we had some real hype about this show. Like, you know, I was really getting amped up about it. This is, the payoff is here. And I can't wait to do Prediction Town on this one because we got a finale tomorrow. That's, for you guys, it's live right now. But anyway, let's keep this going, wrap up the story. Um, he's going after the Watcher. All right, the Watcher's watching now Clinton, Natasha, back to them. They're, like, going to, they're trying to solve this thing. How are they doing this? They're scouring the Earth for an analog type of technology that Ultron hasn't got into, like from a network, to hijack Ultron's system, essentially. Give him a virus. And the way they do this is they go to some hidden bunker that only has analog files in boxes. This is how they fought against Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron. They pulled out the boxes. They figured out that, what's his name uh, that I couldn't remember? The uh, Wakanda thief that ends up getting the middle arm because Ultron chops off his arm. Mm-hmm. Andy Circus. Yeah, yeah. What was what's his name in the Ulysses Claw? Yes, you remember that's how they discovered him in Age of Ultron. They're like, let's pull out the boxes. Same thing happens here, except it's some underground, old, uh, you know, Russian base. Um, what else does Natasha find there? But Red Guardian's shield, awesome, so awesome. She's using it, puts it on her back. She's fighting and stuff. And the Watcher is sitting there watching. Like, here's here's the thing you need to find. They find it in the box. What is it? Doctor Zola. If you might remember Just from Cap- never thought I'd see that guy again. You thought it was over. <laughs> you see this guy in Captain America, the first Avenger. And then when do you, when do you see him again? Captain America, the winter soldier. Yep. And Natasha and Steve are in the bunker. He's in this thing. Well, Natasha and Clint go visit the same exact machine, same bunker, except instead of Natasha and Steve, now it's Natasha and Clint. And basically they pull his, the virus out of him. He agrees to it because it's like his own survival even though they blow him up. Right because after. Clint has a USB arrow at all times. Of course. you Well, especially in an age of Ultron. In the age of Ultron, you got to <laughs> always have a USB yes, with you. You're right. <laughs> Just in case you find a virus. Uh, he finds it. He plugs it in. Here's the idea. Shoot one of the droids with this thing. It will project a signal, and it'll shut him down. This is it. You can save the universe. And the Watcher's, like, on edge, and he's like, okay, they got the thing. They got the virus. Thank goodness. And he's, like, back in his little multiverse quarters, he takes a breath, 
Ultron busts right through the wall. Begin the most epic cosmic battle between two super beings. This is the MCU payoff that you've been wanting to see. Granted, it's animated, not dogging at all. What did we say when we were watching this? They're going to win awards. Awards to come. Right? Yeah. They're going to win awards for this. And it's also the reason that they like put their, like 10 times the budget behind their animation studios. This show looks legit. It sounds legit. And it feels legit. That being said, I cannot wait to see some of these level things in the live action MCU. For sure. Like when we're talking about Kang level, you know, Watcher level. Can't wait to get the prediction. I keep getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I know. But like that's where this show's leading. That's what the, that's what this show is doing to our brains. It's like propelling our our uh, predictions. It's like what can, what's going to happen after this. So ultimate fight scene. These two go at it. The Watchers involved. They crash through multiple multiverses. You're seeing all sorts of different planets. And Ultron is basically whipping that ass. Like, he's really, like, def- like beating this guy. Even whenever the Watcher puts on his, like, Thanos-looking uh, armor and, like, really goes to town, what does he eventually have to do, Andy? He has to run. And headbutt. He's headbutting Ultron. He's got a big-ass head. He does have a big-ass head, but I'm like, God, this come down to headbutting? <laughs> You guys are these cosmic beings um, back on Earth. Clint makes the ultimate sacrifice and saves Natasha from a whole swell of Ultron droids. This is after he's already got that arrow into one of the heads. So Zola's kind of in one of these Ultron things. And Natasha basically says, listen, man, Clint just died. Why aren't you propelling your signal out to shut down Ultron? Like, why are you here and it's not working? And he says... Ultron must not, he is not in the observable, observable universe. Meaning he is outside of their universe off. Where is he? You know, battling the watcher and he gets to a point where he, again, the watcher leaves Ultron that you think this is the end right here. Ultron's sitting there by himself. I forget what he says exactly, but the camera like ends on him and he's just like, I can see everything. You'll never. Yeah. And you'll never stop. You can never escape me. Something like that. Flash over, you're like, okay, wow, that's going to be the next episode. Oh, wait, one more scene. The Watcher, where'd he go? The one little reality, the one little prison, prism, little prism, prism, uh, with Doctor Strange Supreme. Is that what he's called? Strange Supreme. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, it sounds like the weirdest pizza you've ever ordered. Strange <laughs> Supreme. And he, where he finds that's him, terrible. this is from episode, like, what, four? And he's there, it's the dark guy, the dark Doctor Strange, and he says, I need your help. And credits roll. The Watchers with the Dark Strange. I'm going to give it up. What's going to happen? One to go. So let's just, yeah, let's recap, right? Because this is this is the preseason finale. So we start with Peggy Carter. We get the all the episodes since. The Avengers die. We get Dark, dark Doctor Strange. We get Thor's an only child. We get zombies. T'Challa, Star-Lord. T'Challa, Star-Lord. T'Challa, T'Challa. You know, he's in a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Everything connecting to itself within the series. Doctor Strange, Supreme, getting pulled back in. This is all now a mega event. I want, I want, I, what, what did you say earlier during dinner on the couch? You're like, it's almost like... It's just mini Avengers. All individual stories building up to... One penultimate, just ridiculous, just action fest. Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen now. It's almost like you, it's like the MCU, but like shrunk down to nine episodes. 
Like you got all these little mini stories, and now they're all connecting in this real big way. <sighs> this is where I got to contain my nerd inside me because I'm literally <laughs> thinking. You asked me what I was going to predict. I'm like, I feel like this ending is going to like directly play a role in like the live action storytelling, and I don't know how. I don't know what that means. I feel like it'd be cool if they did my idea of like go- taking it from animated to like live action to where like oh, wow. it, it jumps. I feel like that's just me getting my hopes up too high. Like this shows its own thing and like animated is animated. Right. Yeah. But it's also like Loki ends. This show begins. It's like, you know, for me, it's like big picture storytelling. How is this going to play a role in the overarching story of the MCU? I'm excited to see how. Yeah. Or were they doing that to make us the timing of that so that we were aware of like the multiverse and what that is, or is it right? Is this just truly like a part of a linear story? Well, and look at it this way. Whenever in Loki, we're talking spoiler alerts for Loki a little bit now. They like they're like, okay, all these universes are just you know spiraling, right? What if is just a few stories? It's just like let's look at this one where yeah. there are zombies. Let's look at this one where T'Challa is Star Lord, and now this Ultron. I mean, he has the potential to destroy any of them. And you're in like, it's like, what kind of level villain are we talking about here? Because this is canon. This is an Ultron that, yeah, it's a cartoon. That Ultron is out there in the MCU just popping through multiverse walls and like making shit happen. So I just don't know. Will it end and it's just like kind of another cliffhanger until season two? Could be. But I think that Marvel is just, they're connecting it all now. Close. What do you think? Maybe. I think, what do you got? I think for sure the episode is just going to be the watcher collecting everybody from these episodes, there's going to be like the, the, the fight scene in this between the watcher and Ultron was so amazing. It was mm-hmm. just gorgeous from like start to finish. Like if they have a, a massive battle like that, and I think we've kind of seen it in like these previews kind of there's, there's scenes that we haven't seen yet that are clearly in the finale of Ultron Good call. Is, is in there. So um, it's, yeah, it's just going to be Avengers, but in a, in a thir- short 30 minute drawn format. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's I, a good guess because he gets the strange Supreme. So they're kind of like basically saying like, right, we're going to get people to help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, as to how they're going to beat him, I have no clue. So probably like you get like the Peggy Carter that like maybe would join from the other one again. There's got to be a big hero um, like there was for Endgame. So maybe I have no clue who, who would, who would take that part up? Like, oh, you're thinking like what Iron Man did? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, who does that in this one? Like, yeah. maybe it's, uh, well, I know that the next episode is, I think it's the last time we hear uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think it's, I think I saw a tweet about that. Like, this oh. next episode will be the last time we hear him. Gotcha. Um, like, we'll be passed. And who knows, man? That's a good question, too. Who's going to be the big heroes who are going to be, like, the big one or two or three? Um, all right, so that was episode eight. What if Ultron won? Best one yet. I think I, none of us could have predicted that it was going to go yeah. this big. I feel like in the first season. And then the next episode, thanks to our boy Scotty and the Mostly Superheroes squad, um, we get a poster. They've done these posters each week. All right, here's a character we didn't even talk about, Andy, that's apparently going to be at the the front and center. It looks It's Gamora. And it yeah. looks like, like Thanos armor Gamora. Hmm. Like she's like gonna have the Infinity Stones or something. I didn't think of that putting that into my prediction, but I don't know how that fits in there at all. Exactly. Like, how is this Gamora? Because we haven't seen Gamora at all. 
Oh, you're right. Not in one episode. What if? Okay. Not even the Guardians. Man, I can't episodes. wait. I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this is tomorrow for us, man. This is this is now for you. If you haven't watched What If yet, it's just waiting for you on Disney Plus. But we can't wait to see this day tomorrow. Big finale. We'll be talking about next week. Nerding out about it hard. Any final thoughts for this week, Andy? No, I think uh, I I I don't know what to think about how this is going to integrate with the rest of the MCU. But I I think more so they're more likely to just kind of have maybe callbacks or like especially in like the Doctor Strange movie. They could go through so many multiverses and show so many people from the show, even just like in a glimpse like that. And it, it would be kind of a, a cool callback. Um, I think that's that's the way they're doing it. I don't think that's going to specifically connect like like you were saying, but right. you never know. I've been wrong before. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Too many times. It's part of the gig. I think we learn very much. You know, I, I think our, I don't know if we're quite 50-50, but you know, you toss it up, you hit, sometimes you hit them out of the park, sometimes you're completely wrong. Cannot wait to see you. Either way, well done to the team at Marvel Studios on this one. Can't wait to see the finale. And uh, what if, along with all the MCU and the right watch order, the order that you want to watch it in, at this point, with as much as there is, chronologically, you can find it all at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash MCU. You have friends trying to watch the MCU, trying to get into it. You have a place to send them. Watch order, explanation videos, um, reviews, ratings, anything that you're looking for around the MCU, it's all in that library. Go check it out. I promise you won't regret it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is time for the meat. We talked about a movie last week. It's time for the sequel. That's right. It's Venom. Let there be carnage. We're going to break it down, the review, the rating, how we feel. Stick around. We'll be right back. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same Hunter as, was J- a as Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who's that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, Jock and Nerd! The Meat. Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan, here with The Giggler. Back in the studio, have a jam-packed episode. Man, that first half heavy. And we're ready for our final review. That's right. It's time for the meat, the chunk, the sizzle. It's why you're here. It's why you came. It's why we're here. And it's what you want. Last week, we talked about a movie that came out in 2018 starting starring, uh, I almost said Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock in the bust-out film Venom. Here we are two and a half years later, 2021, and the release has happened. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the sequel. It's in theaters right now. It's only in sequels. This isn't a simul stream, which is happening in today's world. This is a world where sometimes the movies you wait for that come out in theaters are on your streaming box. This is not one of them. If you want to see it, you got to go out and see it. With that, let's go ahead and give that spoiler alert right now. We're talking about the film starring Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, and Andy? Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Who else? Any other big names? Um... 
I was trying to think of there's like I was like it's really it is about like these two though at the end of the day Michelle Williams of course yeah oh and Michelle Williams uh uh boyfriend makes a comeback oh yeah what's Reed his name Scott Pete Scott he's there and Scott. Naomi Harris is the Francis Barrison the uh Cletus's girlfriend girlfriend yeah all right cool all right cool you got the cast and uh, folks just gonna really get straight to it here this movie first of all is really short. Came in in about an hour and a half, and it felt like it. It was a quick story, a real quick hit. And because of that, I think we're going to be rushing through the story a bit of ourselves. You know, uh, let's just get right into it. Andy, before we get into it, we saw this thing in theaters together. Marcus Werenberg Theaters. We had a crew, our buddy Chris, Casey, your lady, my lady, and uh, went to Three Kings. Had some beers. So uh, good. Had some apps. Got inside. Had some popcorn. And, uh, it was on, and we saw it on IMAX. IMAX is just unreal. Thank you for... For getting me on that. I told you. It's worth the extra investment. It is more money. There is no doubt. It definitely spikes up the price, but I mean, with the amount of real estate you get on the screen in a movie like this that's heavy on the special effects, it doesn't disappoint. You got the big big noise, big movies, big sound, uh, big picture. It's awesome. Um, it's almost a little overwhelming sometimes. I agree. <laughs> like You really feel your seat like shaking. Until, like, once you get, like, halfway through, you're just, like, used to it. Yeah. It's, you're numb to it, but. Yeah, you get, yeah, totally, for sure. Um, all right, before we get into it, tell me about the gut check, man. I want to hear about what you thought about this. For me, I feel like it was definitely, let's hear you first. Pretty much exactly like the first one. Like what you predicted. Yeah. Remember what you said about it oh, last yeah. week? Oh, yeah. So I we forgot. talked about Venom last week. You're like, I think it's going to be pretty much the same. <laughs> like, lukewarm. Was I wrong, though? A story I mean, that you just kind of care about. And at the end of the day, for me, what saves it, Andy? The look and the feel of the venom and the carnage. Correct. Like, they look awesome. Whoever's making these creatures, kudos to you guys. Because this, like, the venom looked, I'll, I'll give it this. The venom in this movie looked ten times better. Like, I mean, it would already looked good in the first one. But this one, they get you, like, up close so and personal. More. Yeah, more, more like walking around. Like, not just the fight scenes that are so crazy looking. Um, But let's go ahead and break down the story like we always do. Give this thing a review. Um, I think we'll go pretty quick. Basically, we already gave that spoiler alert. The movie opens up revisiting Eddie Brock and Venom. So if you remember the last movie, they are still together. And in this movie, they they pick right back up. They're at the shop, shopping around. Um, they're at their house. The house is a mess. It's disgusting. There's chickens. There's chickens. There's holes in the ceiling from them jumping up, from Venom like cooking. They're on each other's last nerve. There are a couple of roommates that hate hanging out. And they're getting fed up with each other. And very quickly, in the beginning of the movie... Uh, Eddie Brock is like, he's doing okay in his career, but he's not like ma massive big like he was at the beginning of the first movie. And they drop you into the interview with Cletus Cassidy, played by Wor uh, Woody Harrelson. Now, you'll remember you got this in the end credit scene of the, of the first movie, right? Well, I'm convinced, Andy, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm convinced they reshot this scene in this movie. Because what I'm picking up on is Cletus Cassidy called Eddie in, for this interview, to share a story with him. And in the scene, his hair is totally different. It's not curly anymore. And uh, he says a couple of the same lines. He says something like, the same line that he says whenever Eddie Brock first gets there, he's like, Eddie Brock. He says like the same, I think he even says the carnage line. I think <laughs> at first I didn't think it was the same, but now, now you're explaining it to me and I think you're right. Yeah. But it's meant to be. Like, this is the first time he's here. It's just kind of like, we're going to redo this one scene. Yeah. Which is silly, I think. But whatever. I think they just wanted to get rid of that curly hair. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm going to just say this, too, before we get too deep into it. This story is wild. 
Like, it's like not, it's kind of loose. They play pretty fast and loose. I just can't believe how short the movie was. So or, quick. Or why. Yeah, let's get through it. Let's get through the story real quick. I'm going to, like, hyperspeed through this thing. So, uh, Cletus Cassidy, he's getting the death sentence. He says, I want you to write my story. And if you do this, I'll give you the whole tell-all. And Eddie says, okay, what's your story? And it's some poem. The poem is for his ex-lover, who we meet in a flashback, opening scene of the movie, by the way, where Cletus Cassidy had a girlfriend that also was like a meta. She's a meta. And like a hyper, like a enhanced individual. And she can like scream really loud. And uh, they're in love back in this like young days, prison days, right? These two have been in prison for like, what, 25 years or something. And they fell in love early on. They got separated when they were like, 20s or so and this present day Cletus Cassidy is trying to get a message to her to say like I love you or whatever he's got he's got the death sentence coming up it's right around the corner it's only a few days away and he's trying to just get it all out before he dies what does Eddie Brock do well he goes and does the interview he takes the poem he's mad he's like that's all I get I thought you were going to tell me the tell-all to like share your story and he's mad and Venom Reveals a lot more superpowers in this one. He's not just sticky. He has like super reading. He has like mem- photogenic, photogenic memory. Yeah, photogenic memory. Glances into Woody into Woody Harrelson, Cletus Cassidy's room, and like sees some drawing and deducts from what he sees. He figures out he's like Eddie. Well, they go back and you learn more powers. Not only does he have photogenic memory, he can he draw. Can, he can draw. <laughs> he's got a really good steady hand. And he draws kind of like all sorts of things. You get like some detective work from Venom. Eddie doesn't have to do really anything. And Venom shows him. He's like, look, this is where the bodies are hidden. So they find all the bodies without even having to go back to Cletus Cassidy. So he's now scorned Cletus Cassidy. And he's so mad because he's like, this guy just, Eddie Brock just ripped me off. But it it puts Eddie Brock on the map. He's like the most famous reporter of all time now. He solved the big thing. But he cuts his ties with the uh, detective. Mulligan, that was... He burned that bridge, too. Yeah. Because, the yeah, that Detective Mulligan... He was supposed to give him any leads, and he basically just took all the credit for this. It went kind of rogue. Yes. But they already had a bad relationship, so I guess that's no surprise. Yeah. It, that was a weird part, too, where it's like the detective's like, don't hold out on me. And he's yeah. like, I won't, and then he does. Well, that's... Yeah, that's the important part we shouldn't miss from the opening scene. Is when that he... The young cop? Yeah. He thought that he murdered Cletus's girlfriend that's such a big part right Cletus's girlfriend escapes like almost escapes from this van like being like transferred when she's being transferred yeah away from Cletus she's in a van and the the young cop in the flashback shoots and he th- and it's like okay she's presumably dead well it turns out she's actually being kept at some like you know meta prison yep like in a glass cage present day and she also has like a tv so she can watch the news could be mutants I don't know I could, think they said something about a mutation Mm. In the beginning, mm. is this how they do it? Yeah, we'll see. No. Let's, let's see. I, I I wouldn't think so, but you never know. You never know. Um. All right. So then, all right. So before on the day of Cletus Cassidy's death sentence, Eddie goes to see him one last time, basically like out of guilt or something, or like he calls him there. He's like, "Come see me" or something like this. He's like, oh, all right. "He sent him the letter." He sent him the letter, and Eddie's like, "All written go- in his own blood." Written. Oh yeah, and it had the dead spider on the back. Because he killed that spider. Spiders. Weird. And Yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, Eddie Brock is like, okay, I should go see him. It's his last day alive. I'll go do it. 
So he goes and sees him. He's in a just a regular jail cell. And basically just goads him into attacking him. Yeah, he like he gets him all riled up. He gets Eddie, he attacks him personally, and when Eddie reaches through the bars and like is holding him, Cletus bites his hand really hard and gets his blood and immediately can like he know he like, can taste it. And he's like, What's up with your blood? It's way different than everybody else's blood. Because I've tasted a lot of blood. That is too like, much information, bro. This is such a funny, like, murder, like, serial killer character because it's just Woody Harrelson being, like, a killer. Yeah. But anyway, he licks his lips, he looks on his finger, and the blood does, like, a little venom jump, and he swallows it. I would have done the same. I mean, in that situation... I mean, what? In that situation... <laughs> well, in that situation, I mean, you're about to go under the needle. What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? That's probably what he was thinking, too. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to get real lost in what, oh, well, I know what happens. Eddie goes back home. Him and Venom have it out. They, like, really start fighting. They're like, I'm so tired of you. Like, this place is a mess. I hate living with you. I don't have any peace. And, basically, they separate from each other via, like, the smoke alarm. Like, Eddie sets it off, and it, like, separates them. What does Venom do? He jumps out the window, and he just starts jumping from body to body, just being Venom on his own. Killing. Uh, Wrecked his TV and his and his bike. Threw Eddie's TV out the window. Wrecks the the Ducati, just destroys it, and then he just jumps from place to place. He ends up going to a rave. Venom's at a rave. He gives a big speech. <laughs> um, oh, and then he like really gets sad. He's like, "I wish you were here to see me, Eddie." And like, I was like, "Oh, jeez." Like, I love Venom the character. I agree. They're he's best part of the movie. Venom is In, the best part of the movie. Okay, I halfway through the movie, I was like, "Who who voices Venom?" And I like, oh, I figured it listened out. really closely, and I was like, "Oh." That's Tom Hardy still. Do you mean Bane? Yes. Thank you. And I could not get it out of <laughs> my head the rest of the movie. I was like, it's just Bane talking. It almost went a little, like, I don't think it was that Bane-y in the first one. But uh, in this one, it, it got, like, not. very, like, it went it went it, Bane a little bit. He talks so much more in this one. And, I mean, that yes. that's what was good about it. You got to see independent Venom kind of more by himself. On his own. Partying in a rave. That, was, leave, that leave, was so funny. Leaving a trail of dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah, he goes to, like, a costume party. Everybody's like, you got the best costume. And Eddie's just living the life. He's watching TV. He's feeling good uh, until he sees on the news flash over the death sentence of Cletus Cassidy. They pump, they hit the button, the poison goes in, and then something happens, like pushes it out. He turns into a full-on red symbiote with, like, big, bigger than Venom, at least taller like, a lot more, like, tools at his yeah. arsenal. Like, can really get really big and just, like, stretchy. Busts right out of the prison. Kills, kills, kills. Leaves. Immediately breaks out his girlfriend. And they go, and then we find out that her screaming power, of course, is, like, can, like, mess up the Venoms and the symbiotes. What did you think of this car? What did you think of this big red carnage? I loved it. That was... All right, I'll give it, it up. so cool looking. I'll give it up. I did, it did look good. I love... I wish it was just Carnage the whole time, but not really Woody Harrelson. I don't know. I don't know why. I just didn't like his character very much. He was just kind it's of just, a. I don't even know why. Like I didn't care about well, his here. relationship with this, exactly. with this girl. I like. I don't know. I just didn't care about it. Well, I, let's I talk why. about why. What does he do? He grabs her, and he says, "All right, you're with me now. We're together. We're just gonna do our thing." Oh, what's the big plan? What's the big evil plan, Andy? We're gonna get married. Yeah. Let's red, have a wedding. Red wedding at the red wedding at this church. And they got this. They they got a priest that they're holding captive. They uh, kidnap Michelle Williams, 
So they like they got that's how they get Eddie and Venom to come. Uh, Eddie and Venom have to like have a big reconciliation. They get back together. Um, again, you get a lot of Michelle Williams and that boyfriend. You get a lot of them in this one. Oh, they're engaged now. Don't they're, forget that they're engaged now. They're moving forward in their relationship. Not a great week for Eddie. Yeah, like what? Oh yeah, you get the big scene with her like breaking the news to him, and he's just all awkward as always. Yeah, that was awkward. He's sad. He's real sad. Um. Getting Julie jumping to the end here, but big fight scene between the two Venoms. Uh, I, see, I keep saying that. The two symbiotes. And there is something weird here about, like, Venom being, like, afraid. So you see this in the trailer. This is straight out of the trailer, but he goes, like, that's a red one. I, I don't want to fight that one. Like, and then that the red one, Carnage, is like, Father, I need to kill you. One of us has to die. Like, there has to, like it's like he had a baby or something. So I looked this up, and evidently in the comics, it was a known thing that, like, a offspring of, like, a, a symbiote is just automatically, like, more powerful than its, like, father, I guess, or whatever, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So And they can, they are, like, can reproduce, like, asexually. So that's... <laughs> well... That was a quick Google search. So Well, I was like almost thinking, I was like, do we get out the Marvel Encyclopedia? I should have had that open to Carnage, I guess. But either way, I mean, that's a good that's a good indication of what we're dealing with. Um, and then another weird thing is during the big fight at the church, I mean, a lot goes down. This fight sequence is really good. It goes all, you know, you get your money's worth, at least in the fight scene. Um, but like the road there and the why behind the, the backstory, like just kind of a weak villain story just like I, you just don't really you're not that invested it feels very yeah you know isolated stakes and like just you know just stop this guy um but like the one part that i got confused and hung up on was they point out that cletus and carnage are not symbiotic they're like look they're not symbiotic and their bodies are like coming apart a little bit because he's trying to kill hurt his girlfriend at the end because she's got the voice and he's like you know what i'll just kill her you know carnage is like i'll just kill her and woody harrelson's like trying to get out and i'm like well they are symbiotic though otherwise like he would have died right like isn't that the whole thing if you get a symbiote in you and it's not yeah symbiotic you're gonna die yeah i thought he meant more just like they weren't simpatico like they weren't like on the same page yeah 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 i think you're right i think it was just more of that level um, and then I, I called at the beginning that the girl was going to be like the, the one with the voice would be the one that like broke up everything, but it didn't actually happen. They made it look like that was going to happen. Uh, but then Venom and it ends up just, you know, they just, they just take him down. What do they do? Like he jumps up from above. Like, how does he kill him again? He like takes him down all the way to the church. I can't remember how he kills Venom him. Venom saved Eddie again by. Oh, yes. He, then he rips. He rips Carnage, like, away from Woody because they're crawling back because they got split up because of the big church bell ringing. Yes. So they're fighting, they're fighting, the church bell's ringing, and you get some of, like, Eddie versus Cletus, like, hand on hand, and, like, the symbiote's kind of just laying in a puddle of muck. Uh, but then it all comes to a head again. He just eats him, right? He just picks him up off the ground at the very end and chomps him, just eats him right up. Yum. Just sloppy joes. Just eats him like <laughs> yeah, like sloppy joes. It did look kind of like sloppy joes, and it looked and it, it's like it, he basically eats it just like you know Woody Harrelson ate him. But yeah. is that the end of Carnage? Woody Harrelson dead? Yeah, didn't he eat his? Head? He ate his head. He off. ate his head off. Yeah, and the girl, his girlfriend, died. Fell with the bell. She's done. Yeah, and then she, we thought, killed the detective. 
but like they're sonic power but he has like that weird eye twitched like her, her eye his, his eye like turned blue like he opened had a, or something and it kind of it looked kind of like hers so i'm not sure yeah like what's going on with him now not really sure i remember that I could s- be a maybe a just a seed for like venom another three movie. i don't know venom three there's or probably more symbiotes that are are supposed to be in this realm other than venom and carnage so yeah could just be setting up the next one who knows all right we'll talk about the in credit scene before we get there that's the movie uh, Venom and Eddie basically live happily ever after, and they decide to take some time away, and they're going to go on a vacation. They end up, like, sitting at a beach somewhere, and they're planning their future. Like, what do we want to do? And they're kind of just off on their own, being nomads, and they're going to explore a little bit. <laughs> That's how the movie ends. Just buddies. Just right, buddies. I'll, I'll give it up. we got to rate this thing. That was 100% my favorite part of the movie was just – the like buddy 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 cop feeling of yeah i don't even know if that's the right term no you're right buddy cop like kind of like even though they broke up for like a little bit it's like a bromance movie yeah yeah Yeah. two two guys like two things two partners venom was hilarious most of the things that came out of his mouth were super entertaining but like you said it was just like another just can't connect with the villain really and Mm -hmm. it it just kind of hurt the movie the whole time like they could have maybe added 15 more minutes of to the beginning of maybe some backstory there. And yeah, this is a quick hour and a half. Yeah. It goes, it flies by. Yeah, for sure. And it feels like a weak story. And unfortunately everyone was probably in the back of their mind. Just can't wait for this end credit scene anyways, but I seriously, I was like, I'm going to go in here, try to enjoy this movie the most I could. And it was just, nah, kind of like the first one. I feel like we should rate it without talking about the end credit scene first, because I don't think it's fair to like, just, yeah. Okay. Because that'll that'll drastically change my rating, is all I'm saying. You're right. Um, here, I'll go. Idea. I'm just gonna go first. Get it out of the way. This thing is a two point six for me. What about you? Two point eight. All right, there you there you have it. Yeah, not one that I probably need to rewatch all the time. Uh, you know, if it, it was like if like you said, Andy, if it's on TV and I'm flipping through, yeah, sure, I'll stop. But I don't know if I'm seeking it out to. Definitely not going to pay to rent it. I'll wait yeah. until it's time to watch it. Um, overall, just kind of kind of a weak story all over the place. Just not that invested, but it looked really cool. I'm here for the Venom. I'm here for Eddie Brock. I'm here for that whole relationship. I'm with you. I could watch them two do their whole thing the whole time. I thought the I thought Eddie Brock was miles better in this movie than he was the first one. Like just from my own take, what does better mean? I don't even know. I just felt like he was really on. I felt like to have like to be able to act those two characters out takes a lot of talent and he's got it. Um but the venom just looked cool. That's what saved it at the end of the day. Are right, you ready to talk about it? No. I want to go home. <laughs> just just hit <laughs> end right now. All right, there was a big question. First of all, how many in credit scenes? The answer is one. So if you haven't seen this yet and you're still listening, you messed up. But there's one. It's a mid-credit scene. And there is a lot of hype around this thing. It's something big. You don't know what it is. We made predictions. Mine was Spider-Man's coming in. We're connecting the MCU. Andy's was villains. Sinister Six. We're not doing it yet. Andy, I'm going to pat myself on the back. You win. We're crossing over. <laughs> this... This is happening. In credit scene, here it comes. Venom and Ed, Eddie Brock, you know, one of the same, sitting in a hotel room, some beach somewhere. This is a pretty cool concept just in itself before we even get to the big reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Venom says, 
you know I'm like really old and I've traveled like most of space. And Eddie's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm just saying that like I have a lot of information that you have no idea about. Is that if I showed you a fraction of it, you know, it would cripple you. Like you would have no idea. And he says, I'll, and Eddie says, go ahead, show me. He says, all right, you sure? I'll show you just a little bit. And Eddie says, go ahead, let's do it. He goes, all right, brace yourself. Here we go. Three, two, one. It goes from like nighttime to daytime. A big like switch in energy. Something happens. The room shifts. Glitchy and, glitch. Glitchy glitch. And Eddie goes, what the hell was that? He's like, I didn't see anything. And you see on the TV in the background, and you start to hear it, Spider-Man. And I just got chills again. Jonah Jameson from the from Spider-Man Far From Home, the end credit scene, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Tom Holland's on the TV. He's in the spider suit. This is the MCU storyline with the Sony property Spider-Man. They're doing it. Venom looks at the TV and goes, who's that guy? And he gets out his big old tongue and he licks the screen with Peter Parker on it. Tom Holland. There it is. End credit ends. They're bringing the family together. Sony is doing it. This is what we've always wanted. This has been like, we hoped when the first movie came out that they're like, how are they going to incorporate this? It's happening. I'm saying it right now. Venom's going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's that's a big prediction. I'm coming, I'm giving it up. It's true. You don't do that in credit scene with Tom Holland two months before the movie comes out. I'm telling you. I hope you're right. All right. Tell me what you think. And how did you feel? What did you think when this was going down? Oh, man. It got like a few seconds into it, and I realized when they switched the TV on, like when that happened, like what was about to go down. And like, I like melted in my seat. I was so pumped. I can't, I still can't believe it. I'm just sitting there. I go, and, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I like put my hand on Steph and I was like, they're doing it. That's what I said. They're to doing Gary. it. They're doing it. They're doing it. <laughs> God love them for going to see all these movies with us. <laughs> but that's what we were talking about. Like why Venom, showed like showed that reaction to seeing spider-man yeah what's that about i have a theory tell that, me please well, obviously they're just talking about the hive mind connection that he through all the symbiotes that that they are connected through mm-hmm. well um he might look similar to the toby um spider-man that fought the Topher grace venom Mm. So they're both both of those symbiotes would be connected to that hive mind. So oh my gosh, he would be able to see that he looks familiar from the hive mind. Yeah. They have hive minds. That's what that's what they were talking about. He said they they're that connection like all the that he was taking them down like the years and years of connection. He said something about they have like a hive mind connection or something like that. Oh wow, good job picking so, up on that. So it's like he's like I know uh, this guy somehow. So yeah, exactly. It's like I know him from something. And he definitely did, right? That, he licks that screen. I was like, that this. That supports your theory right there because. I like it. That would mean he's coming in sooner than later. Yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's got to be in the movie. If, if nothing else, just like uh, in credit scene or like a small part yeah. or something. But like, I just feel like, I just feel like it's all going down right now. I hope. It almost is strange because it's a Sony. These are Sony properties we're talking about. And they lend this all out with an arrangement to Disney now, Marvel Studios. And, like, this is a Sony movie, but it's within the MCU. I mean, obviously, Doctor Strange is at the forefront. 
It's just interesting. You know, they're really making it into the Sony show, but I hope that it's how they're going to bring all these houses together just moving forward, I hope. I hope it's not just like this one-off thing that's like, okay, Venom did that crossover, then it's like, okay, back to our own stuff, which it might be because it. what I'm picturing now is like a, a vacation Eddie and Venom that left their multiverse and now they're in the MCU and they're like, all right, we got to do this, but then we got to get back because like their their life is back there. Yeah. That's but is it? What do they actually have? That's exactly what I'm thinking too. Like they, the whole point of the end of the movie was let's just leave. You straight up in another guy's hotel room. Yeah. That guy's like, what are you doing in my room? That's where, yeah, that's what we need to talk about the timing of this. Like when is this happening? What do you think? Like so, you're talking about when, in the MCU. Yes. Because there could be a few things, right? So, yeah. Well, my prediction is it's definitely Doctor Strange. And when he does the spell and fucks When he does up. the spell in No Way Home, he, that's it. Because that's... I agree. That what's happening is it's pulling in all of the universal aspects connected to Spider-Man, just like into the Spider-Verse. And if what you just said is true, Venom having this weird memory... Of this other symbiote that fought against Sam Raimi's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, it's like that pulled him into, which obviously he does get pulled in. But to your point, you asked about this. You were like, maybe it's the Loki event, maybe it's the WandaVision event. Like I'm trying or to be a little. Can vague. they all be at the same time? I don't. Or are all these happening at the same time? It would make. But like, what a coincidence! It would make sense for the Loki one. Like I just don't know. Him going into the hive mind or whatever isn't what caused him to switch universes. It had to be something else pulled him. The rest of the whatever was going on outside of that. Yeah, something pulled him in. Or is everyone going to have all the people are going to have like this one moment at the exact same time where something wild happens and they end up in another universe or something similar like that? I have no clue. But that's why I'm so jacked for Spider Man and Doctor Strange because it's going to be pure madness. It is. And Especially then, with this. Yeah, and yeah, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is just going to continue on to that. It's like, there, like, there's no end in sight, and it's so exciting. That's what I'm saying. I hope it's not just a stop-off for movies like Venom. I hope this is like, bring everybody in, and like, let's just like keep it going, you know? Because that's just what us nerds want. Yep. All right, man. Any final thoughts on Venom Let There Be Carnage? Nah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to call it a must credit, watch. Credit scene. What we say, 2.6, 2.8. Credit scene is worth the price of admission, even for a $17 IMAX ticket. So yeah. If that's you got, I'll say to if, that. If you got friends that are like on the fence about seeing it, but they're in the, if they're fans of the MCU, you tell them to go see it and you tell them to sit their butt down and wait for the end credit scene. How hard is that to tell people, though? That like people that a lot of people I think are on the fence about seeing this movie, but if you tell them what, hey, there's a credit scene that you're going to really want to, like the hardcore MCU fans that, might not be down for this. What? It's, it's really not that hard. It's really hard to oh, say. Oh man, poor MCU fans that have to sit through a 90-minute Venom movie. Well, I'm just saying it's really hard to say you need to see this because it has MCU connections without spoiling what is happening. What you say is the end credit scene connects something that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. There's a tip for you how to get people to <laughs> I mean, we're really push I mean, uh just so you know how this thing's doing out in the real world too, just uh, talking box office, looks like it just beat out Shang-Chi and Black Widow. Is that right? I think I I'm, think per, you're right. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like yeah. I think it was like uh, 90, 90, 90 million or 90, so. Yeah, 90 yeah. million domestic so far here as of Tuesday. So it's doing okay box office wise. No simul stream either. This is you know it's Sony's doing the whole thing. 
Um, all right, that's Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And speaking of Sony, we've got a brand new page over at MostlySuperheroes.com. It's MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash Sony. It's our Sony Spider-Man Universe Review Library, and now there'll be two titles in there. Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So get over there and check it out, MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash Sony. Reviews, ratings, connections, all that kind of stuff. And that's been this week's edition of The Meat. That was meaty. That was chunky. <laughs> Let's talk about what's coming up. Yeah, that was like a heavy beef stew. <laughs> but is that what we're having next week? Lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm beef stew. That's that's been a leather carnage. That's, oh my a, God. That's, that's a poor review. I don't want to dog on the movie too much, but it was just it was okay. You know, I think we it was just lukewarm. But hey, man, we'll ke- always talk about the superhero stuff on this show. Speaking of which, HBO Titans, we'll be talking about that. Three episodes to go. Find those rev- reviews at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash DCU. Phase four of the MCU happening all the time. What if? One to go. We'll talk about episode nine here on it. Cannot wait to break it down. And we are officially one month away from the Eternals as of today. Even closer by the time you listen to this. You hear this? You're coming out about almost three weeks. All right. You're about three weeks out. I can't believe it. Uh, And then Hawkeye, our Christmas MCU show starring, uh, got Clint Barton to play by Jeremy Renner. That's coming November 24th. Can't wait. And then Spider-Man No Way Home, we're only a couple months now. And, like, you talk about ramping up a movie. You talk about getting people jazzed for a movie. How long did they sit on that trailer? And then to show the trailer and the characters coming into play from these other franchises, and now you get this end credit scene. I am, I, I mean, I'm not ready. I'm not either. I need to keep my expectations in check. Because if I go in, I'm going to go in there and be underwhelmed if I, like, keep ramping this up. Even before that, though, we have Eternals. I think that's going to be mind-blowing. Hawkeye. So I think it'll be good. But it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be Christmas. And you can find all those at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash MCU. And Andy, uh, it's time to continue the ramp up. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. We are uh, stealing a little schedule from our friends over at Phase Zero, comicbook.com podcast, hosted by Brandon Davis. They started a Spider-Man rewatch party to celebrate all the films leading up to Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to follow suit. First movie up for the next episode. That's right. Get pulled out, 2002, Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire. In my mind, one of the OG superhero films. And I haven't seen it, Andy, in a very long time. I can't wait to talk about it, rate it, talk about the story, relive these moments as we prepare for some kind of entry from this universe to Spider-Man No Way Home. How What, what all will it entail? We don't know. We know certain pieces. We don't know everything. Are you excited? Yes. But what if it doesn't? What if they're not in there? That's okay. I'm just kidding. Well, That's, hey, there's no way. then boo-hoo, we watched this movie again. The villains are still in it, so, I mean, whatever. I'm so excited. I haven't seen this in so long. Like, this Spider-Man, the villain, uh, James Franco. I watched uh, Far From Home over the weekend. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Just accidentally. It was on TV. You just, just <laughs> like, kept it going? Yeah. You know what? It's not hard. It's not going to hurt you to watch it mm. I mean, for this podcast. I'll do it again. Um, all right, well, we'll watch Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, and then we'll do the Andrew Garfield films as well. Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Does that sound all right? I can uh, do that, I think. Yeah, I think we can do that, too. So next episode, Spider-Man 2002, um, I think you either got to watch this on Stars or you're going to have to rent it. But uh, we'll definitely let you know where we watched it. Let us know where you're watching it. If you find it out there on a streaming service, let us know at MostlySuperheroes.com because we want to hear from you. Give us a call on that studio phone, 754-CALL-LOG. Uh, write us in at Facebook, Patreon. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, 
anywhere on the internet that you search mostly superheroes, you're most likely going to find us. Another week, Andy, how'd we do? I think we killed it again. Just another banger? I think the fans agree as well. You think so? Uh, hopefully they will. You think uh, Harleen Quinzel is... I am Harleen Quinn. I am Harleen again. Quinn on Twitter. You think she approves? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So she'll like this one. I guess it could be could be a boy, too. I don't know. You never could know. Be. You could be. Or, or anything in between. Twitter pseudonyms. You never know. Yeah. Be anything on the internet. You know what we don't do on this show? We don't assume. You're right. We don't assume a damn thing. <laughs> well, it's good to see you, man. Hope you uh, enjoyed your dinner. Hope you enjoyed the Sloppy Joes, the Arby's fries, and uh, we'll get in here next week and do it again. Sounds good to me, buddy. All right, man. Have a good week. Listeners, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for turning on those alerts so that you know when it's happening. New episodes on Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Get out there and live your coolest lives. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week on Mostly Superheroes. Take it easy.